Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Sometimes Marty and I talk about having, you know, Sabres Live t-shirts and a whole bunch of sayings on them. It has come to the point in Darren Dreger's career that he needs to, he has embraced self-promotion to yet another level. Darren, you're (laughs) hiding what is on your chest on the shirt today, which is Ray and Dregs. Do you, (laughs) so in case you needed affirmation as to who our guest is, this is the Dregs half of Ray and Dregs. Welcome to the show, Darren. Well, thank you. And take a close look at the hat as well. Like I'm completely donned in Ray and Drake's way. No, the truth is it's been one of those days that just seemingly gets away from me, right? So uh, normally my mornings start with, you know, doing some morning radio, making the calls, sending the text messages, kind of establishing the day because Tuesdays and Thursdays are insider trading days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some heavy lifting required here. We just don't sit in front of cameras with our beautiful faces and just throw this stuff out there. Um, <laughs> but more complicated, um, because I also then had to take my great Dane to the vet. Oh, boy. At 1120. I had a couple of calls that I, I had to take. And so, lo and behold, I walked into my home studio here about six minutes ago and realized that... Uh, not only haven't I showered yet today because of everything that's going on, I clearly did not put product or comb my hair. Mm-hmm. So I literally just grabbed a hat and a t-shirt and here we are. You guys know it. the feeling. But it looks mm-hmm. good. That's really the best dragger, uh, you know, like set up that we like. This is the Darren Dragger that we like. The guy that is, you know, a man yeah. of the people. Got to go to the vet. Got to get going. But yeah. also... Made some texts and sent some texts and made some phone calls. So yeah. we're a month away from the trade deadline. Um, is my Jake Gensel idea out of whack here? Is Pittsburgh going to trade him? Are they going to sign him? Are they going to, what are they going to uh, do? There? Well, we keep talking about it. Um, and no one from the Pittsburgh Penguins has, has come out that matters to say, would you stop talking about it? Because we're not trading Jake Gensel. Oh. Uh, and and the truth is, we just you know I don't think Kyle Dubas officially knows. Again, it, it speaks to the parody that we often refer to in the National Hockey League, and you know the Penguins not knowing where they're at um, as we close in on on March eighth. Uh, and what mm-hmm. does Jake Gensel want to do? If if there's a considerable gap in the contract negotiations, um, and you got to be careful with what you believe in terms of what you read and what you hear and what you see. I look at Jake Gensel. 
as being a, a pretty significant piece of the future of the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? I mean, it feels like he's part of the fabric of that team, but every team mm-hmm. has to make business decisions. You move out Jake Gensel, you, you got to get some decent futures in return, but is that even enough? Sidney Crosby isn't going anywhere anytime soon. If Kenny Malkin isn't going anywhere, unless those players want to go, what about Chris Letang? So, you know, can you be satisfied with future Hall of Famers in your lineup and then getting first-round draft picks and prospects in return for Jake Gensel? Or are you better off to look at other pieces and drill down and focus on trying to keep Jake Gensel a Pittsburgh Penguin? That's that's kind of where we're at, and we don't know where they're at officially. So which player and or team is there the most smoke surrounding right now? Specific to Gensel or just no, in no. general? No, I mean, yeah. in like around like with being a month from the deadline, like who's who do you feel is now that the doors are open clearly, yeah. based yeah. on pre all-star game trades. Yeah. Um, I would think there's urgency among yeah. many and we cannot. And we started the show this way today, yeah. Darren, uh, you can't overlook when injuries happen, how teams try to fill the void and Tampa may find themselves unexpectedly in that situation today. That's, that's where I was going Duffer. When you look at what happened to Sergeyev last night, um, I mean, just a god-awful visual, right? As, mm-hmm. as we saw the man stretchered off the ice. I mean, he gave the obligatory thumbs up. So, you know, good on him for that. Um, but here's what I know. I know that Julian Breesbaugh and the Tampa Bay Lightning were kicking around adding a defenseman prior to this injury. And I, I think that there's been at least a loose connection to Sean Walker and the Philadelphia Flyers. And and look, you guys know that Walker's my horse in all of this leading up to the deadline. And I think that there are four teams with, you know, I'd say more than fleeting interest in Sean Walker. And now because of the Sergachev injury, maybe Julian Brisebois' interest is even that much more heightened. Um, and then Chris Tanoff has to get thrown into that conversation. But specific to Walker, I look at Tampa Bay. I look at New Jersey. I look at Toronto in the East. And here's one that might surprise you guys. The Edmonton Oilers in the West. Now, the Oilers have for cap space. So it's dollar in, dollar out. So you're looking at a, a Cody CC, you're looking at a Kulak, you're looking at perhaps other pieces that would have to go out in whatever trade that Kenny Holland and the Oilers make. But I think that there's some internal debate as to whether or not they invest those resources into bringing in a defenseman or they invest resources into bringing in a forward. And you know, not to throw Jake Gensel's name and attachment to the Oilers, but I, I I think that that's what what Edmonton would be looking at, right? They're they're looking at somebody who can play with Leon Dreisaitl. So mm-hmm. you're looking at Gensel. Um, you know, is Tarasenko that far down the line? I mean, go down the list. You know, maybe you look at at David Perron with a bit more experience uh, and leadership and and all of those things. So we're we're getting to that stage now as the trade deadline looms where even the teams that don't have cap space that are climbing their way up the ladder in the standings like the Oilers are, are still having the bigger picture conversations just in case there's a fit that maybe they hadn't considered. Are we talking about just those playoff teams um, being active at the deadline with rentals? Because, you know, Walker may be a rental for Tampa or whoever. Um, and the reason I'm asking is because, you know, we sit here in Buffalo and we're like, yeah. what are the Sabres going to do? They're 10 points out. Is it realistic that they'll get in? It's a long, you know, yeah. a long shot. But even Ottawa, 
had been rumored to be maybe in the yeah. Kristanov conversation. They're not in the playoff yeah. position. So, so is there teams like Buffalo, Ottawa, others that yeah. are also throwing their hands in there? It's not just the teams that are in a playoff spot. A hundred percent with good reason. You know, you're always as a general manager looking to improve your team and improve your chances, which include your future. Right. So, um, look, in checking with my Buffalo sources, again, it's it's status quo. The calls are coming in. The calls are being made um, far from anything imminent. It seems like it could be a little bit hotter in Ottawa. And and you're right in connecting TANF to the Ottawa Senators because we've widely speculated on that. And that yeah. hasn't cooled off. What's cooled it off is, you know, probably Chris Tanev going, do I want to go to a non-playoff team and potentially blow up my chances of winning a Stanley Cup this year? Mm -hmm. He's at an age and a point in his career where you don't have many more opportunities, right? And when you have a, a position of strength where you can encourage the process a little bit and the landing spot, I think you try and take advantage of that, regardless of what the extension looks like. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Looks like after the fact. Ottawa, though, looks at Chris Tanoff as being a foundational fit. You know, they want to add two to three pieces like Chris Tanoff. You know, like high character guys, personality guys, guys who've been there, done that. Um, and they look at at their top four next year in Ottawa, and they would see Thomas Shabbat playing with Chris Tanoff. They would see Sanderson being the good fit with Zub, right? So that then leaves, guess who, out there twisting in the wind? Chikrin. Jake Chikrin, yeah. yeah. And and really, that's where all of the Chikrin speculation is has come from. Uh, and a lot of that, too, is related to his contract. He's going into the final year of his deal. I still think that maybe even Tanif in connection to Ottawa mm -hmm. makes more sense in the offseason because of the competitiveness of Chris Tanif. And maybe even the Jake Chikrin trade um, drifts over into the offseason. Unless, unless, you know... Chickering can be part of something with Calgary that turns into uh, a bigger deal with the Ottawa Senators. So, yeah, yeah there's, Tampa, there's a Florida lot of, guy. Or Tampa. I mean, go down the list, right? Go down the list. So defense is, uh, is quickly – I mean, I guess defense has kind of been the, the top talking point in trade speculation. you know. But now that the, the, the two centers have been moved in Lindholm and Monaghan, it feels like the pendulum swings back to the blue line and what's available and the teams that are eager to add. Uh, Jacob Markstrom has been playing better, and yeah. he's in New Jersey tonight. Will he stay there after the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New Jersey's in a lot, man. Like Tom Fitzgerald has been in so many different things. Um, he's been looking, as we've talked about here on the show before, for a goalie dating back to last, well, to the offseason, right? And the engagements with the uh, Winnipeg Jets and Connor Hellebuck and Man, if you could do a do-over, take that mulligan. If you're Fitzy, you probably go back to those conversations. Say, I'm going to worry less about what Connor Hellebuck needs to extend. Let's mm -hmm. just focus on what are the the assets required. And Sheveldayev would would say at this point, you want to go back to the offseason. The golding market wasn't there in the offseason. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had virtually 
limited interest in Connor Hellebuck, which is just nonsense when you look at the quality of the goaltender. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure I know that New Jersey is connected with Conroy and the Calgary Flames on Markstrom. The problem is he's got the full no move, right? Mm-hmm. And if Jacob Markstrom doesn't want to go anywhere, he's not going anywhere. That's mm-hmm. just plain and simple. But, you know, if it turns out to be more of a sale in Calgary than what we've already seen with Lindholm, it doesn't sound like Hannafin's going to going to stay by extension. Um, we've already talked about Chris Tanoff. Um, you know, then then if you're Markstrom, it, it feels like if you're Markstrom more so in the offseason, you take stock of of what your future is and, and whether or not you think that Calgary can transition. But you can't close the door on that possibility of a big trade, a big name like Jacob Markstrom, until he or Newport Sports or Craig Conroy comes out and says, stop talking about Jacob Markstrom because we're not trading him. And mm. it doesn't feel like that's going to happen. Are the LA Kings getting a goalie? They have the Edmonton Oilers on Saturday, and then we see them next Tuesday as uh, you know they travel into Buffalo. Um, they changed their coach, but yeah. uh, Rob Blake has got to feel a lot of heat because of the Dubois trade and the goalie situation. Are they going to be a, a a team that will look for a goalie? Well, it, it feels like they at least have to consider it, and I'm sure that they are. I mean, Blakey looked, <laughs> excuse me, he looked tough. When, you know, he had to face the media and talk about firing Todd, you know that Rob Blake did not want to do that. There wouldn't be many managers in season who, you know, want any part of firing their coach, you know, especially uh, a good coach like Todd McClellan. I mean, who's available out there, Marty, that makes some sense? Is it Jake Allen? Like, who is it? Who would be available that would make the most sense? That's, That's the problem right now. I agree, and I think Marty is a little frozen on the matter, so uh, we'll allow him to readjust in that role. But yeah. the one—it's amazing. It's always amazing when you you know think back to where conversations yeah. were months earlier, and like Vancouver, and we've done this whole thing with Demko. Like the Canucks are ten zero and two now in the last twelve. Are mm-hmm. they gonna? Are are they done? Like, do they need to do anything? <laughs> do you expect them to be really quiet here the rest of the way? I, I, just, I don't. No? I don't, Duffer, and and it's it's only because of the experience of Jimmy Rutherford. And the savvy of Patrick Alvin, who maybe doesn't get enough credit because right. he's working in the shadow of, of Rutherford there. Um, they did not expect this team to be this good. And given the fact that they are this good, leading the Western Conference, they go out and make a big splash on on and bringing in Lindholm in. Um, so that is payment to the rest of the group and to the coaching staff, okay, we've got an opportunity here, so let's not leave any box unchecked. So could it be another depth defenseman? Mm-hmm. Uh, could it be a forward? I, I, I'm I, not in a position to say they're done because Jimmy Rutherford is never done until right. the bell rings on deadline day. And the one thing that he does better than perhaps any other general manager, he doesn't wear his mistakes. It's not like he just brushes them off. But he's like, all right, well, I made a trade for this piece. Nah, it didn't really work. So that's fine. I'm going to move that piece over here and I'm going to try somebody else in that role and see if that fits. So that's why I'm always hesitant to close the door when it comes to Rutherford. Sorry, I um, pressed a button and all of a sudden I lost my camera, lost my audio, lost my microphone. I lost you guys. You never look better. I, you know what? When you see my uh, my name spelled out on the screen, that's my best look right there. I, I guess I, I, Pretty sure you guys didn't talk about it, but uh, are we to think that uh, finally we're going to have a resolution at the uh, with the Arizona Coyotes and 
find out if they're going to move. I hear they're Bill available Durang. at the deadline. Yeah, they are. They're a trade deadline acquisition. Well, there is a, a Ryan Smith who would be happy to jump on board. I would think the uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Like, I know what's been reported, uh, and I'm not I'm not shooting holes in what's been reported because there has to be a resolution at some point with the future of the Arizona Coyotes. All I can tell you is what I've been told um, by NHL sources, and that is that they have not been told anything from ownership of the Arizona Coyotes as to how close they are to closing in on that deal. They've not been told anything else. for 10 years from the Arizona Coyotes yeah. ownership. So, <laughs> Well, look, and, and I'm not making stuff up here. It's starting to feel like maybe there's a little bit of dissension developing between yeah. ownership in Arizona and the commissioner's office of the NHL, right? Because if if what we're reading is accurate, and Arizona is closing in on something, and NHL head office is unaware of what that something is. Well, what does mm-hmm. that tell you? That tells you that that relationship is is strained, and that would be too bad because Gary Bettman doesn't lose too many of those battles. Darren, thank you. Great promotion uh, and great swag, by the way. And you want to plug where it's available, or? Um, yeah, <laughs> I could, but I don't think we have any available right okay. now. <laughs> We transitioned to new ownership in the podcast business, and <laughs> okay. let's just say Boy. that, uh, yeah, they're I, lagging I, in the sway. Do we have to talk to Ryan Richard? Is that yes. the new owner? There, you said it. I didn't. Yeah. And okay. I, I would expect that given where the draft is this year at the Sphere in Vegas, I think Ray and Dreg's swag bags will be plentiful <laughs> at this year's big kind of yeah. going out of business sale if okay you will, we'll see at the draft right like they're going big this is the last time <laughs> okay. in this format right. yeah okay so we'll look forward to that dregs we'll see you next week thanks all right go chiefs go have a great weekend <laughs> oh boy right, we're back after this on sabers live never to be back on the show again <laughs>